Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. In this episode, I'm interviewing Daniel Mangina. Dan helps others live abundant, joyful, and purpose-driven lives through his books, podcast, speaking, and founding the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Welcome, Dan. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Well, I am. I, I, I'm very curious about this topic. But before, before we jump into it, share a little bit about your background uh, with the listeners. Sure. I'm Daniel Mangena. Most people call me Dan. Uh, I'll tell you a secret. A couple of my sisters actually call me Donut. But <laughs> um, I'm from East London in the UK. I get to call Cabo Mexico home. Mm. I'm a dad in a blended family. I've got a five-year-old stepdaughter. Um, my blended family is a bit more interesting because we've also got a cultural and racial mix. My my wife is Russian American, so my daughter, is, my stepdaughter, is um, is very heavily Russian influenced. So we've got that cultural mix, uh, and then we've got the racial mix because my parents of African descent. So I've got a very interesting uh, thing there. Uh, I speak, I write books, I podcast because I love it, and really excited to be here and talk about all things creating your own life, abundance, and why people should stop meditating. Oh, yeah, I definitely want to get to that. <laughs> um, so do you want to, which should, which should we jump into first? Why should we stop meditating or beyond <laughs> intention paradigm? <laughs> Maybe if we speak about beyond intention, people will be a bit more salivating. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Let's do it then. What is yeah, it? It make more sense. <laughs> so um, uh, I spent, um, I spent a number of years being very successful quite young. Um, it's so funny, I was telling this story yesterday that it was actually before the age of 10, I, was, I, I just knew I was going to be a millionaire. It was one of those things that just, um, it didn't require me to, to get excited about or to, I didn't have to do any like affirmations around it. I just had this deep knowing that there was just no other potential outcome for me. Ooh. The thing is, I, I wanted to do it by the age of 18. I had this like really ego driven thing that I wanted to do it by 18. I did it by 19 and I'd lost it all by 20. <laughs> Oh, so you forgot to put out that intention on uh, keeping it to to tighten that bit up. And then um, I I, I twist. The thing is, I was young. I was I wasn't tested by life. I didn't understand enough about life to be disturbed or perturbed by that loss. I went ahead and just rebuilt myself up again. Oh, cool. And then by the age of 24, I made and lost another multi-million pounds. completely different circumstances and that's a conversation for another day but the thing is that when i'd lost everything the second time between the loss itself the circumstances of the loss uh, the decimation of the loss but most importantly i had spent by this time years arrogantly letting everybody know that i had the keys to the kingdom when it comes to creating your own reality i wasn't you know my stuff didn't stink i knew my stuff nobody could tell me what to do nobody could tell me about my life and yet here I was with everybody basically giving me the look that, oh, you know everything, do you? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the second time I, I was crushed, Christine, I was, I was really crushed. Ooh. Crushed to the point that I had, now I'm looking back at it, I realized I had so much of my identity wrapped up in this goal of being a successful entrepreneur, you know, being a success, that when that was lost... I didn't actually have any sense of self. And the only reason why I didn't go so far as to go through with the suicide attempt is because I was so destroyed in terms of confidence and self-belief that I thought I would fail at suicide and I didn't want that on my record as well. 
Wow. Well, I'm glad that you did fail. (laughs) (laughs) So I got into mindset and visualization and, you know, this whole manifest manifesting word only really came out when the secret became popular before then we didn't call it that. We just called it conscious creation. Uh huh. And um, I, I got into that world about the age of 16. So I've been doing that stuff about 20 years. By then, I'd, I'd been pretty deep in it for about, you know, seven, eight years. And I had a model that I followed that I called vision, purpose, faith, gratitude. The model was simple and it worked up to a point. It was have a very clear vision of what you want, act with purpose every day, have faith and certainty that your actions will lead to results and live life with an attitude of gratitude. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And that worked until it stopped working. And here I was looking at it not working. And I realized that if I was going to successfully pull off suicide, I had to understand what was wrong with that model so that I could fix it. Now, a part of me thought, well, the model worked up to a point. And at the end of the day, even though I lost the money, I can't lose the suicide. If it works, it works. But I didn't want to take a chance on it. So I actually set off on a very peculiar mission to break down what was wrong with the way that I manifested or created reality find out what was wrong so that I could successfully take my own life. And that's what I went off to do. Wow. Now, along the journey, um, I came to understand new truths. I, I, I did uncover what was wrong with my model. But the thing is, is that I spent so much time polluting my mind with positive content on that journey. Little did I realize that I accidentally, and I mean completely accidentally, ended up changing my intention because my internal environment, the thing that was actually leading to the landscape that gave me rise to actually want the original intention completely changed. I ended up reprogramming myself to choose life as I learned to be a success. Oh, there wasn't, there was no like day when I woke up and I was like, Oh my God, I choose life now. I just kind of looked around and realized I kind of got myself back on my feet. I started plugging away and I built up a new business from scratch whilst holding down a a part-time job in in a call center at the same time. And you know, by the, by 2015, I built up uh, another business up to a seven figure a year business. I, I loved my life. I was, you know, I was kicking ass and taking names. But along that journey, four clear steps became apparent from my studying, from the new results, and also from what went wrong before. And that four-step paradigm that I live my life by has become beyond intention that I now share the world with the world through my books, podcasts, speaking, and coaching and programs. Ooh. So what are those four steps? <laughs> the first of those steps is accept, Christina. Mm-hmm. And what accept invites me to, to do and invited me to do was to realize that so long as I was still even though I was very justified. I mean, people did steal money from me. I I was actually cheated. I did actually get blasted for something that really I could have done. I I, I didn't need to go through the thing that I did. But when I look at my contribution to it, all of the results that I received were an effect that came from the causation of my habits, my behaviors, my choices. So what Accept invites me to do is to step into full power and responsibility for my life, even in the face of other people legitimately being available to receive some blame. But I don't do that because when I don't do that and I carry everything, I have the power to choose what I want. Mm. So that's step number one. It's very much a mindset driven step. Yeah. Total personal accountability. Total personal. Yeah. Awesome. Step two is really all about recognizing something that I didn't get until I read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And in fact, The Power of Now had a really big impact on me. I didn't realize how big an impact until many, many years later. Because actually, a big part of creating this paradigm was because I needed to understand how to actually apply the power of now. I got it. Now is the only thing that's real. Cool. But how do I get into the now? You know, Eckhart's yeah. like, oh, just be in the present moment, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 
It's like, yeah, cool, mate. Yeah, I get it. Be in the present moment. But how the dickens do I get there? Yeah. And it's then I kind of, I mean, I was diagnosed with Asperger's at 27. So during this journey, my diagnosis came in. But up until that time, I knew my brain operated differently, but I didn't know how. But that difference in operation, I now know is what led to me having the slow thought process that meant I didn't take the impulsive action to commit suicide. Yeah. But also gave me the ability to break down this concept of now into one that could actually be, be practically ap- applied. So when, when I look at time, I now call time a construct that's memories of the past, the real now, and then expectations of the future. Coming back to now essentially is mapping my expectations so that they're not energetically charged and pulling my attention away from the now. And coming to a true ownership of the fact that the past is gone. There's nothing I can do to change the past. I can shift my emotional relationship to them in the now, but the now is the only place I can do anything real. So step two is all about coming back to the now. And we do that by going through specific actual practices to let go of the future and let go of the past so that we can come to the present moment. Oh, and is that where the uh, don't meditate comes in? Uh, a little bit, but we'll, we'll, we'll leave them salivating somewhere. <laughs> we'll, we'll get back, back, to back to that in a minute. Okay. Step three. <laughs> Step three. Um, this is where the science really started to come in because on my journey, you know, I was studying, uh, I was listening to Wayne Dyer tapes. I was, I was studying life stories of people who'd overcome, overcome great, uh, great obstacles. And I was reading biographies and looking for common threads. And I was going back to the work that I did with esoterics and trying to understand how ancient wisdom tied into everything. And then I came across through a few really small fringe areas of science that actually gave some backing to what I was saying. And eventually it was actually um, a man who's now become a, you know, a very, very important teacher of mine, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I was actually at an event of his in Berlin, Germany, when he actually broke down the science behind how this thing that I'd been playing with for years actually made sense. And that's gratitude. Whereas before it's something I did after the fact. I lived my life with an attitude of gratitude. I was grateful for everything that was created. What I came to understand now is that the most powerful place for gratitude to happen is before the outcome actually shows up. Mm. And the reason why is that we are essentially beings that are constantly responding to the expectation that we have of the future. Going back to that medium, that, that description of time, we're constantly being pulled to whatever our unconscious expectation is about the future. That unconscious expectation ends up uh, guiding our emotional state. Yeah. Our emotional relationship to that changes the chemicals and hormones in our body, which changes the neurology in our brain, which changes the thoughts that we can have. The thoughts then go, gives another feedback into that unconscious expectation. It also monitors and has a dictation on our habits and behaviors. And our habits and behaviors are the causation that leads to the effect of our life. So step three. Gratitude is about embodying a positive expectation of the outcome that we want actually showing up and doing so in such a way that it leads to a cascade effect where our habits and behaviors and our unconscious relationship to reality, even at an esoteric level, leads to us actually manifesting what we want to create. Mm. So everything is in alignment. Everything is in alignment. And that's a big part of the, the stop meditating thing, which we'll come to. <laughs> I'm four. salivating here. Okay. <laughs> step, four. step four is listen. And, and, and step four was my saving grace because, you know, shame was a big thing, right? And so many of us are, are ended up not living the life that we, we should be living or could be living because of shame. Yeah. So many of us are caught up in blame, not realizing that these are all insidious ideas that are just the unconscious mind's way of keeping us locked in the pattern of what we're living now. In order to break free of that and to get into something new, what we need is to honor the fact that we're human. 
We're never going to be switched on all the time. Perfection is a process. There are going to be days when we're down. Nobody has all of their stuff together. Yeah. Sometimes I'm not going to be able to accept. So I'm going to need to remember to come back to it. A lot of the time I'm not going to be in the now. So I need to remind myself to come back to it. And a lot of the time I'm going to be led by the trauma or those things that went wrong or those fears, or those anxieties. And my gratitude is going to be distorted by that. My positive expectation is going to be polluted. And I need to be able to come back to choosing where I want to be. So step four lesson is all about thinking and feeling with awareness. Coming back to recognizing, hang on a minute, there's going to be times when I need to give myself grace. There's going to be times when I need to go and do some practices to get into a space where I can listen to what's going on. Maybe I need to take a look at my environment, the people, places and things around me. Are they supporting me, thinking and feeling with awareness so that I can keep coming back to center, keep coming back to now, keep choosing responsibility and keep choosing positive expectation through gratitude. Oh, I love it. Listen with awareness. Mm. Yeah. Okay. You know what time it is. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so in, in my, um, my last book, because um, you know, my, my, my new book that's uh, actually available now for pre-order is called Stop Meditating. Uh, <laughs> I'll make sense in a second. <laughs> but my, 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 my last, oh, my book before last actually, but the book that's all about Beyond Intention is called Stepping Beyond Intention. And one of the ideas that I first shared with the world in that book was something that I call the flow funnel. The flow funnel basically gives us a backdrop for the framework or the, the landscape against which we're applying beyond intention, which is how reality works. Because at the end of the day, yes, we have a physical body that moves through time and space, right? Mm-hmm. You've got arms, you've got legs, you've got five senses that engages with three-dimensional reality. But we also have thoughts and thoughts aren't something that we can taste, touch, feel, see or smell. So they're outside of the realm of three-dimensional reality. They're operating at a different frequency, a different level, but they are real. So we now know that there's another layer of reality where that operates. But guess what? Even our thoughts, like we've discussed, can be impacted by our emotional state. Our emotional state also can be measured alongside where our energy is at. If I go and get a, cur- I think it's a curly in photography, I can go and see where your chakras are, how, how, how brightly they're shining and how enlightened they are. So there's another layer of reality and there are more layers of reality too, but they can roughly be fitted into three densities. And I call those energy or spirit, mind, mental and thoughts, and three-dimensional physical reality. And when we bring all of those into alignment, we get physical reality as an experience. We can't experience something that we don't believe is possible. The reticular acting venting system will literally shut down. Yep. And unless I'm a vibrational match to something as a magnet, I'm not going to be able to experience it. If I can't hold it emotionally, I'm not going to be able to experience it. I can sit here and desire a relationship as much as I want. If I don't, at a core level, have an emotional state that believes it's possible for me to be loved or to love others, I'm not going to be able to have that relationship. So all of those things need to be in alignment. Yeah. One of the things I've noticed over the last 20 odd years I've been in this world is this. So often people get caught up in one of these areas of density and wonder why they're not getting what they want. So they'll be caught up on working really hard. You know, they'll go on, on all, all of those workshops and, and they'll, they'll, they'll learn the latest money-making scheme or they'll have the best funnel or the best business coach, or they'll be going out there on the dating scene and putting themselves out there. They'll do all of the quote unquote right things. They'll eat healthy. They'll, they'll see I'm, I'm a raw vegan, blah, blah, do yeah. work out <laughs> 10 times a day. And, you know, I only drink water that's from the gods of Egypt or whatever. <laughs> 
you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But guess what? There are people, and people don't like to hear this, but there are people who are raw vegan doobry what's it that die of cancer. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's a, I think there's a book, Chris Beat Cancer, and this guy goes, yeah, you know, I did this and I did that and blah, blah, blah. But just changing your diet, if that's what it was, there are people that eat healthily that are still overweight. Yeah. And when we go to the work of, um, for example, Dr. Bruce Lipton, he actually shows us through his book, The Biology of Belief, that most of it's actually really happening according to what our beliefs are. Yeah. What's going on in our mind. So we know that what we do physically, no matter how quote unquote right it is, doesn't really matter if at a mental level, there's a disconnect. Yeah. So people working hard and doing all the quote unquote right things, they're still missing the trick because if their mind's not right, nothing's going to happen. But if my mind's right and I don't remember that physical reality is a result of cause and effect, I can sit here and, and read all about and have this positive beliefs all about being healthy. If, however, I still go around eating nothing but McDonald's all day, I'm probably going to <laughs> have, a, have a problem. Yes. <laughs> There's a deeper level to this, an area of, of my work around agreements and collective agreements. But just at this surface level, right, my beliefs have to be matched with my actions. But then there's this other layer to it too. And this is where people get uncomfortable because there's been this big surge in mindfulness and have your gratitude practice. And I've gone and done an ayahuasca ceremony 10 times with my shaman. And <laughs> I know my past life karma. And I do this and I meditate 20 million hours a day because I've been ascended and blah, 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 and all the other thing. Uh-huh. But guess what? If I sit around on my yoga mat all day, right? Meditating and about the love of my life, or I've got my mind movie or my vision board that's this perfect illustration of exactly what I'm going to create. If my belief systems don't match it, it's not going to freaking happen. Yeah. And if my habits and behaviors don't match me moving through time and space to receive that, which I've set in momentum through my spiritual practice, through my mindfulness practice, through my gratitude practice, through my vision board or my mind movie, it's not going to happen. So stop meditating is a battle cry for people to get the dickens off of their yoga mat. <laughs> Look at their mindset and beliefs and start showing up in their life as someone that's ready to receive what they've been praying for instead of comp- crying and complaining and saying it doesn't work when they haven't followed it all the way through. It's yeah. not don't meditate. It's yes, do it. And then get off your butt and do something. About it. That's, what, <laughs> that's what the Stop Meditating movement's about. The book takes you through how and why to get off the mat and also how to bring the mat into it if it's something that you haven't been doing up until now. Yeah. Uh, total alignment. With everything. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is some deep, awesome stuff you covered very quickly. <laughs> so, of course, we have to ask because mm-hmm. people are going to want to dive deeper into this. Yeah. So what, can you, you mentioned books, but could you tell a little bit more about your books and your products and services, etc.? cetera? Sure. So, so um, I, I, I've really been repositioning really myself more around doing the books and speaking. Um, Reason being that I came to this world about impact, you know, um, I had a very successful life before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when I, when I first made the leap over, I had very much a Jonah and the whale situation. I was like, yeah, I'll come and do it later. No, you're going to do it now. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I had a great business. I had a million pound house in London. I flew first class everywhere. I had, I think at last count, I had four Rolex watches, a Cartier, Patek Philippe and an Audemars Piquet. I had a tailor. Like I'd get up in the morning and fly to New York and hang out with my friends if I wanted to. I gave all of that up because I wanted to bring the experience of my journey to those who had not realized that hopelessness wasn't the only thing that was available to them. You know, yeah. I came to understand that the journey that I've been on 
really had the opportunity to do more than just give me a badass life. It could actually empower other people to do the same. And so whilst, you know, my coaching career, I still do coach to some extent, but, you know, really it's only people that have come through programs or been in the community that I do make available, uh, coaching available to. But really it's the programs and, and, and everything that's all about giving people simply this recognition of the fact that they can create their own life. They can have, had, have an abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life, regardless of where they are right now. I know because I came literally from rock bottom using these exact principles that I share. The other thing is giving them, you know, the roadmap, giving them tools that they can use to, to actually create the life that they love, and then just inspiring them to want to do it. Because just having the availability, even, even having the tools, doesn't really kind of get you off the, off the starting line. Through the podcast, through the books, like um, uh, in terms of motivation, my book, The Dream is Manifesto, is really all about that. And then it's giving them the strategies, giving them the hacks to apply to that motivation. So they actually go out there and live the life that they deserve. Mm, I love it. Mm. And so people to start out need to go to dreamwithdan.com. Dreamwithdan.com is the best place to go and, and find out you know, where we can serve you. Um, I do have a podcast. Um, I've got books, like I said. We're always doing sort of free events um, or like really low ticket, like $20 events that you can come to and get some, some support with. Generally speaking, I do so much like with my Facebook group and stuff that we do have people that that don't even need to make any monetary exchange with us and do get some great results. Sometimes they want to come and take it a bit deeper and work with us and do something. But ultimately, my goal for this isn't that I want to sell more stuff, it's that I want to touch more lives. Yeah. The value exchange really is just to facilitate going deeper because when you get to a certain level, there has to be a value exchange in order for change to really happen. Yes. But aside from that, you know, people can go ahead and get the book. Um, we've got um, Beyond Intention Introductions, which is my program all about integrating Beyond Intention into your life is really low ticket. I think it's like 30 or 40 bucks to get hold of that. There's some really, really low entry level things that people can do to come into our world, get some support and really make a change. Oh, I love it. Mm. I will be going there myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, well, do get do get us um, we'll get us an address, and I'll get Amy to send over a book box to you. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. So, um, let's see. We're at that that point where I mean, you've already shared a lot of wisdom, but, <laughs> but what would be your final piece of advice for this episode? <laughs> you know, there's there's one thing that that really saved me and it's dovetailed by two ideas i'm going to say one and i'm going to say the next one right the first one is this there was a meme that i saw once and this meme had this guy looking up to the heavens and he said lord save me from my haters and the (laughs) other half of the meme was god looking down saying dude nobody's thinking about you (laughs) (laughs) i love that right We, we give so much weight to what other people have to say what other people think Instead of just focusing on where we have a circle of influences, what we're thinking, what we're feeling, and what we're doing. And when we focus on that, then we can create the life that we want without being impacted by others. But, and here's the dovetail, remember that you are human. You are not going to be switched on all the time. Allow yourself to be supported. Allow yourself to to get it wrong sometimes. Allow yourself to cry. Allow yourself a morning when you do want to stay in bed. Allow yourself an evening where you want to eat some Cheetos and watch Netflix. But then dust (laughs) yourself off. Get back in the saddle and live the life that you deserve. Oh, oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Dan. Thank you for having me. This has been great. If you'd like to learn more about Dan, visit his website at dreamwithdan.com. Have you ever been trapped by aliens in a military bunker, locked in a coffin, or had to save humanity from an outbreak of the zombie virus? 
The Escape Leads have. Learn about how to have fun while developing yourself at escapeleads.com. That's escapeleads.com.